Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm Minister Paula Cornett, and this is episode number 57. Now, this is what will probably be the last episode of 2021. We're getting ready to wrap things up and uh, bring things to a close and start a new year. So I hope and I pray that you are doing well and that you haven't overloaded yourself with all that there is to do for the holidays, but that you are getting yourself ready, not only for uh, this time as we close the end of the year, but getting and preparing yourself for the new year. We're getting ready to embark on 2022. And so hopefully you have um, started to write some things down that you want to see the Lord do in your life in 2022 and that you have taken those before the Lord in prayer and just believe in God this year for some great and mighty things. Well, I have a word that I want to share with you. And um, like I said, this is probably the last podcast of this year. Um, this is this would be the this is episode fifty seven. So it's been that many episodes um, thus far. So it's awesome, and I'm looking forward to twenty twenty two and the things that God has given me to share with you. And today, I want to just unpack um, a portion of scripture. I want to talk to you today about the wise men. Some very interesting things about the wise men. Uh, many of us all know the the, the Christmas story as we uh, say it, and um, Really, Jesus is the focus of this season, and not only this season, but Jesus should always be the center and focus of your life every day. But this time is set aside to remember the birth of Christ, and truly his birth is the greatest story that has ever been told. It's the most wonderful news that you will ever hear, that God came in the flesh and dwelt among us, that he is Emmanuel, he is God with us. So that means regardless of what we go through, what we face, what what lies ahead, that God is with us. He's an ever-present help in the time of need. Father God, I thank you today for your word. I thank you, Lord, as we close out this year with this episode. Lord, I thank you for ministering to the hearts of the listeners. I thank you, Father God, for what it is that you're doing in each and every one of our lives, that you be glorified today. I thank you for the wisdom from the Holy Spirit to teach the message and to teach this word correctly and to rightly divide the word of truth. I give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if I were to give this a title, I would give it this title, A Now Message from the Wise Men. So we're go- I'm going to unpack this for you. I don't really have time to unpack the whole story, but it is so, so very powerful, um, the things that took place and happened. Let me just first quickly debunk your thoughts about uh, 
Christmas being the nativity scene. Okay, now the nativity scene is not a very good depiction of the actual events that took place. It's really um, just like taking all all that took place and putting it into one grouping together. But I want to not to say that you know you shouldn't have a nativity scene up in your house or anything like that, but just that you got to know the purpose of everything that that took place. So that's why I want to focus on these wise men. We're going to look at Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 2, that Christmas story also is recorded in Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story um, as we call it as well. But in Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. Now Matthew depicts Jesus as the Messiah, okay? And he talks about him in the as, as the Messiah and he gives us in chapter 1, he gives us the layout and actually the um he gives us the lineage of of jesus okay and he begins to tell us you know who his you know where he comes from who his family is so okay let's let's look at this now uh matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 now i may read this i may read this to to verse 14 to get get the whole grasp of it i'm going to read it try to read it through first without interrupting myself and then i'm going to come back and pull out some uh some truths and some facts that are here in scripture that come once you study it out some more okay it says matthew chapter 2 starting in verse 1 now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the jews for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for, take note of this, the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child, there's that again, the second time we see that, was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw that the young child, that's the third time we see this, with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. I notice it said when they come into the house, not the stable, not the manger, when they come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense, and myrrh and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod they departed into their own country another way 
And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child, there we see it, it's the fourth time, and his mother, and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child, there it is again, to destroy him. When he rose, he took the young child, there it is again, and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. All right, let's go back and let's unpack this really, really, really quick. We got to look back at the story of, in Luke, okay, the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And Luke chapter 2 gives the account of when the angel appeared to the shepherds. And it's interesting to note that these shepherds were not just any kind of shepherds. These were a special type of shepherds. These particular shepherds were over watching the sacrificial lambs. And it's amazing that God appeared to these shepherds because they were getting ready to see the Lamb of God, which would be slain from the, you know, the foundations of the world. They were getting ready to see, see him. So when this angel appears unto these shepherds, it's, you know, just the light sh shone really bright. Not didn't light up the whole area, just this place where they were. And told them, you know, this is how you're going to know who, who he is. Because Jesus wasn't born in a palace. He was born in a cave. It is, this was an actual cave. This is where these shepherds, they, they uh, kept watch. You know, they watched over their flock and then they slept in these caves. So he was born in a dark place. He was born in an obscure place. This is when it took place. And God appeared to those that were lowly for them to see him. Okay, so then it says that this angel appeared by, by himself. Then once he made the proclamation, then it said the host of heaven appeared with him, singing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Okay, so when, when those angels appeared, it was actually, if the, it's the word user, it refers to an army. So the army of heaven came. And why do you suppose that the army of heaven came? The army of heaven came because this was the first time that they would be seeing their commander-in-chief face to face. They, they saw the face of God at this moment. It was a powerful, powerful time. So the shepherds go and they find, they find um, the child and the, the, how they know who Jesus was and where he was. They said, you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. I always wonder, what in the world is swaddling clothes? What, what is that? Swaddling clothes, this is very interesting, is what they use to wrap up newborn baby lambs. See, see, see how God is just, I mean, he's just so thorough with his storytelling and the, the way he uses things. Jesus was a lamb of God. And so he was a baby lamb. And so he was being, he was wrapped up in those swaddling clothes and he was laying, he was laying in a manger. Okay. So it says in Luke chapter 20 and Luke 2, 22, it says, Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present. And this word present is the same word for present in Romans 12 and 1, where it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, talking about our bodies, to be holy and acceptable unto God, that our lives are a sacrifice unto him. So it's the same word 
present. It's the same word. It means to dedicate or to consecrate to the Lord. It's a life dedication. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to dedicate our lives to him. Daniel, Daniel 1 and 8, it said, And Daniel purposed in his heart. He purposed in his heart that he was not going to defile himself by eating what the king was offering, but that he was going to stay pure to the things that he had been taught and not defile his body by eating those things. It was Daniel and just him and his little friends. Now, it wasn't just Daniel that was taken into captivity, but it was all the young people of, of his time. But it was only Daniel and his friends that chose to stay true to the things of God. God always has a remnant. It doesn't matter how wicked times get or how evil things get. God is always going to have a people that are going to serve him. Whether that be young, whether that be old, whether that be middle-aged, whether that be uh, men or women. He's always going to have a remnant. Don't you want to be in that number? Don't you want to be in that number? So, since that they took him to the Lord and they did all these things. So, several things had to happen. So, all this wonderful magic, I mean, not magic, Lord help me. But all this wonderful majestic, as we try to say, majestic stuff happened. Mary had first of all Mary had had first of all she the angel appeared to Zacharias to tell him that Elizabeth was having a baby he was mute for a while then Elizabeth had a baby John the Baptist in her old age then the angel appears unto Mary Mary conceives you know and in her and Joseph it's like oh my goodness all this taking place all this happening God had Holy Spirit had to reveal to Joseph in a dream the angel had to you know let him know that she is not messing around on you but this is a holy thing that God has done then Jesus is born. But before he's born, there's a census that is called to be taken. And so because Joseph was from the city of David, he had to return to his hometown of Bethlehem because it was prophesied that Jesus where he would be born. And so how are we going to get him to Bethlehem? Call a census. So God knew to have the, the, the one that was ruling at that time to call a census. So he called the census. So Joseph had to go there. Let's think about this for just a moment. She's pregnant, getting ready to have a baby at any moment. If you've ever traveled anywhere with a woman that is pregnant, and I have my sister when she was pregnant, uh, we had to go um, out of town and we had to stop every few minutes because she got sick. I mean, it was it was not a pleasant trip because of her discomfort. And, you know, she had to take several breaks and, all that kind of stuff. And those women that are listening that have been pregnant, you know when you get to that last month that, you know, it's, it's crucial. And you don't want to do no traveling. So here she had, they had to travel. And the, they didn't have, like we have cars and stuff. They had a donkey. They had a, you know, they were traveling by foot. So I'm sure she probably had to stop more. That's why when they arrived to Bethlehem, it took them a lot longer because that's where there was no no place left. Because by the time they got there, everything had filled up. But God orchestrated that because he knew that Christ had to be born where he was born. So, the Bible says in Luke 2, 39, it says, So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord. So it took them about 40 days. 40 days before they returned to Galilee. So during that 40-day time, you know what were they doing well mary had to, to to stay you know she had to stay stay put for maybe she just had a baby so she had to stay put for a while and in the meantime they went to see um the bible says that uh 
they had to go offer sacrifice and there was things that they were doing before they went home so then they finally went to Galilee, um, to Galilee. So, so Galilee so when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord they returned to Galilee to their own city Nazareth and the child grew and became strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him it's a wonderful thing to know that as your child is growing that they are becoming strong in spirit that they are filled with the wisdom of God not the knowledge of man but the wisdom of God and that the grace of God is upon them. that's what you should pray over your children that as they're growing that they will be strong in spirit that they will be filled with the wisdom of God and that the grace of God will be upon them okay so after all these wonderful mighty things had happened they had I mean they had a pretty heavy plate of things that they had seen manifest and take place and happen and then they have this baby so then they went home and that was just it you know nothing special so what were they doing during this time the baby is born and it says in the scripture that it says you shall find the babe that word babe is the word breathos which means a newborn baby so when he appeared to the shepherds and they went to see Jesus he was just hours old when they, they he was freshly born when they went to see him but let's jump ahead the wise men didn't didn't appear at the um they didn't appear there that was a whole different situation that was going on so during this time what were Mary and Joseph doing when they went back home they were doing what any couple does that just has a baby taking care of the baby he was growing watching him grow just think about when you have a baby shower it's a lot of things that, that, that go on before the baby shower. You gotta get the planning done and you go to you, know, you have a baby shower. It's fun, it's exciting, you get gifts and getting the baby's room together. A lot of exciting things are happening before the birth of the baby, and then after the baby's born, what happens? And you go home and you raise your child, right? Okay, so that's kind of like what had happened they what had happened here. Okay? They're there, they're raising the child. So all these life-changing events. They had taken place for about the last 15 months, a lot of things, and they went home, and then it was just like, that was it, okay? So, like I mentioned, the angel appeared to Zechariah. Elizabeth, she had the baby, uh, John the Baptist, in her old age. The angel appeared to Mary. They had the census. Then the shepherd, the, Mary had the baby. Then the shepherds came. Then they had to go back to their, to their, their well, they, they met um, the prophet uh, Anna and... Um, let me see what was the man's name. I can't even think of what his name. Simon, Simeon. They met him. You know, he blessed the child, and all this stuff happened and took place. Okay, so now they're back home. Okay, so for two about two years, Joseph and Mary they remained faithful in the routine of daily living. They had no idea of the special visitors that were on their way. Sometimes we go through times of great spiritual activity where we see a lot of, you know, powerful things taking place and happening. And then it seems like everything comes to a halt. Well, they were going through their daily routine of life and God had already set a special visitation in motion that they were unaware of. God wants to find you faithful. 
And whatever assignment that he has given you to do, remain faithful in that assignment. Don't look at what somebody else is doing. Don't try to compare yourself to someone else. You be faithful in what God has told you to do. If he has told you to raise your children, you be faithful in that. If he has told you to um, pray, get up and pray for 30 minutes every day, you be faithful in that. Whatever God has told you to do, you be faithful in that because faithfulness to God leads to promotion. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Grow not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you don't faint. If you don't faint, the key is that you cannot faint. So once they saw the star, okay, they saw this star, these wise men, they saw this star. It appeared as soon as Jesus was born. They saw it. Say, okay, I want to get into who these who these um who these wise men were, okay? But I gotta say this first that preparation time is never wasted time. Before you will end up to the desired place that God has for you, there's a time of preparation. And a lot of times that time of preparation is also a time of separation. Don't be discouraged if God is separating you and he's preparing you. You remain faithful to what it is that God has for you to do. Whatever he's telling you to do right now, be faithful in it. You can't. God is looking for faithful people. He's not looking for people that are hit and miss. He's looking for faithful people. He's looking for faithful people that you show up every time. Whether there's three people, whether there's five people, whether you know your name is not up in lights, but you be faithful to God because God honors that and he sees that. So for 12 months, these 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 kings, that's who these wise men were. They were they were kings. They were they were they were Midian priests. Okay, they were extremely wealthy. They were very powerful. In fact, they had the authority to take down the king. There was no one higher than these wise men. In fact, Nero, um, it tells us in history that Nero, Nero was a wicked king. He was so wicked, okay? Just, just he was just a hot mess. That when he, when they came, these wise men came to to you know like to visit, not to visit Nero, but they came through, you know, where Nero lived. He was terrified. Okay, he was just terrified of them. So there's no one in our present day that has the power that these men had. So there's no one who I can compare it to because they, they were the supreme, you know, power on earth at this time. And these wise men, the, the word wise men is the word magi, um, great ones, princes. And they studied the stars under the tutelage of Daniel. So over the years, Daniel was the one that, you know, they they studied. So they had been studying. They knew that there was going to be a time in history where this star would appear. So they were looking for it. So the moment they saw the star, and they lived in the, the Bible says the far east. So they lived in a whole different place. And you know, at that time, we'd have airplanes and modern technology like we do now. They had to travel by foot. But it took them all this time to get their things together. They didn't just come by themselves. There's been many thoughts of, of, of how many there were. Some people have said there was three. 
Okay, well, that could be believable because, you know, we hear the, the three gifts. But then some have said, historians have said as many as 12 or could possibly even more. We know that it was not just one. It was a group of, a group of them that came. Okay, so the star appears. They started out by faith and they trusted just being led. They trusted the leading. Okay, you got to trust your leading. You got to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. You got to step out in faith and do what God is telling you to do. Because if you, if you do that, you will end up in the right place. And sometimes God will lead you in a way that you did not even anticipate. Because God knows what's best. You know, we have our plans, but God knows what's best. Okay, so when Jesus was born back in Judea in the days of King of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? So they show up looking for him. And when these guys show up, they did not just show up just, you know, just them and that's it. They showed up with a caravan. They showed up with a caravan of gifts. It wasn't more it was more than just gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It was the Bible says treasures, plural. So they were wealthy, very wealthy. So they showed up with a massive load of gifts talking about a baby shower out this world they brought a whole bunch of stuff they had bodyguards they had um they had um you know uh their 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 animals that they were riding on they it was not it was a whole caravan and as they came in this little bitty small town now don't you know when things happen in a small town everybody knows especially something spectacular like this they come in this small town and there's the, the the Greek actually says they were saying and saying and saying over and over again, where is he that is born the king of the Jews? We're looking for him. Where is he? Where is he? Where they kept saying they were asking around, where is he that's born king of the Jews? We, you know, we've come um, to worship him. So Herod got wind of this. And so Herod, the Bible says he was troubled because Herod was always worried that someone was going to uh, take his place in the throne. He did not want that. He killed his sons. He he was just a ruthless, ruthless, treacherous uh, ruler. And um, he was always afraid that someone was going to take his place. Okay? So that's why he was so, so troubled. Okay? So when he said, and when he had gathered all the chief priests, so he asked, you know, all these, like, you know, what was it prophesied about? There's, you know, someone that's coming to, to, to rule. And, and so they told him, you know, what the scripture would say, that he would, where he would be born. And so Herod called forth for the wise men to come, come before him. And he was really being nosy. He was really being nosy so he could try to kill the, this, this child who he thought was going to take over, you know, take over his throne. So the wise men, they appeared unto him and, you know, they just told him, you know, that, that, that we saw the star and, uh, you know, we, we, we've come to worship him. And so then Herod lies and says, well, let me know where he is when you find him so I can worship him too. No, he didn't want to worship him. He wanted to kill him. Okay? That's what he was trying to do. So, so the, the wise men, they, they left out of Herod's presence and they, as soon as they left out, it's like the star went away while they, you know, they were traveling. And it's like then the, they, they lost sight of the star. Once they left Herod, it the star reappeared because it tells us in verse 9, when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till they came and stood up where the one young child was. 
Now remember I had you note that it says young child. It doesn't say the babe. A babe is a breathless, it's a fresh, freshly born baby. But the young child is actually an infant, a toddler. It's a, it's a, it's a little kid, it's a little toddler. So Jesus, by the time they made it there, he was a, he was a toddler. So here he is, you know, this, this baby. <coughs> Excuse me. So when um when they when they when they when they went to meet Jesus, you know, they're dressed in their royal clothes. Okay, so like I said, you have to imagine this. Here's a caravan of these kings. They show up in this little bitty small plain town. The only way I can uh to give you a picture, if you've ever seen the, the movie Aladdin, and when the genie turns Aladdin into this prince. He comes through there, you know, busts through there, and he's got all this this stuff and all this, you know, he has a caravan, and he's just, you know, spectacular. That's what it was kind of like, you know, to put you in the picture of that. So when these guys showed up, Mary and Joseph, they didn't try to exploit Jesus because God knew that he could trust them. Some people, they'll try to, you know, exploit their kids, try to exploit their kids, you know, for things. And, and and stuff like that. But Mary and Joseph, they did not do this. They protected Jesus. They protected him because God knew that he could trust them. That's why they were born to him because he knew that they could trust him. And when they came, they came with treasures. They came with prof the, the, the gold, the frankincense, and more, their prophetic gifts. The gold represents what you give to a king. The frankincense is a priest because Jesus is a high priest. And the myrrh was for burial. The bird was for burial. So when they came, what they left with Mary and Joseph was a whole lot of money, a whole lot of treasures, a whole lot of things. And we're going to see what, what God did with that. So despite the detours in our life, God will get you to where you're supposed to be. These wise men, they were persistent until they reached their destination. And you have to be persistent until you reach your destination. You got to learn how to stay where God puts you. You got to learn how to stay put. Okay, so we see all that. They see him and it says that uh, then they departed. So they left. And behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod will seek the child's life. So Herod wanted to kill Jesus. So the Holy Spirit, well, the angel rather appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him, hey, get up and get out of here and go to Egypt. Now, Egypt, it was the economic powerhouse of the region. So the money and the things that the wise men gave to Mary and Joseph for baby Jesus it was enough to keep them in Egypt, enough funding to keep them in Egypt. They had money for the journey. God, what, 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 what God has set up, his plans, he will fund his plans and his purpose. Not our purposes, but for his plans and his purpose, he will always fund that. And so it's just so amazing that, that, that God sent these men right at the right time. They gave the treasures, they gave these gifts. And then Mary and Joseph really had to go and hide out in Egypt until the time was right. That's why you got to stay put. When God has you, stay put until he tells you to move. Don't move until he tells you to move. So the money from the wise men, it funded their stay in Egypt. 
And they stayed, and they stayed there. And then they went back. The angel appeared again and told him, now it's time that you can go back, take the child, you know, his mother go back. And because Herod is now dead, and so, you know, his life is safe now. And that's when they went back. But they had to stay in Egypt for a time. So just let me encourage you while we close out this podcast. I may come back on and do another one. I don't know. It just depends on how the Holy Spirit leads me. But to remember that God is faithful. And that we have this time that we set, that we set aside to remember the birth of our Savior. Don't sit down with family this holiday season and not mention anything about Christ. My family, we always gather on Christmas Eve and we exchange gifts uh, with the family. And we always read the Christmas story and always talk to each and every person to make sure that we understand the reason for the season, that it is Jesus Christ. We can never forget our Savior that was born into the world such great news such great news that will never get old that he came and lived as a man it was God in the flesh that he came and lived as a man came down off the throne and lived as a man and was um, subject to to the leading of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit led him in everything that he did he died a terrible death on the cross But not that. The miraculous thing is that he rose again with all power in his hands. Now we don't have the power. He has the power. But he's given us authority. And the authority that we use when we invoke the name of Jesus, it is sealed in blood. So whatever you believe in God for, maybe the restoration of your marriage. It may be um, your children may be wayward. You may be believing for those that have backslidden or unsaved. You may be believing God for healing in your physical body. Let me give you good news today that Jesus died on the cross for it all. He died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross. And with his raising again, he has all power in his hands. And we use that authority to tear down the forces of darkness that are set against us. But God has made a way of escape because he's fixed the fight. That no matter what we go through or what we face... The outcome is we win. So you may be going through the darkest time of your life. Don't give up. You may be going through something very difficult or a very lonely place and time in your life. Don't give in. You've got to remember, got to remember that you are fighting against a defeated foe. And as my mother says, he's a loser. And how can a loser win? So we give God the glory. We thank him for this year. And I thank him for the year that lies ahead. And I pray his peace and his blessing upon you as you remember the birth of Christ. And that as you just continue to meditate on this message, a now message from the wise men. The Bible says in Philippians 1 and 6, To be confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ be encouraged my friends i'll see you next year in 2022 for new teaching for some great and some mighty things i don't think i've mentioned it yet but i worked on a book collaboration with a group of wonderful individuals that will be released on december the 30th so looking forward to um doing that 
really, really soon. Um, I'm keeping you all in prayer. Keep me in prayer as I continue to proclaim the truth of the gospel. I want to leave you with this, that just like the star appeared and it went away, it may seem like that the light has disappeared, but it will reappear because God's not finished with you yet, because the best is yet to come. So follow that star, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, because it will lead you to your miracle and he will lead you to your destination. Give God some praise and just thank him for leading you to that set place. Father God, I thank you for the listeners. I thank you that as we close out this year, that you are faithful, that you are mighty, that you are great, that there is none like you. Father God, your word says in the book of Psalms that you will not disappoint those who put their trust in you. You won't make us feel ashamed for trusting you. You said that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So we thank you, Father. I thank you this holiday season. I pray a special blessing upon your people. I thank you that you are the God of miracles. And I thank you, Father God, for the power that you have, the resurrection power of Almighty God. And that same power that was in Jesus Christ resides in our very physical bodies. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for every sickness and every disease that is known to man. I thank you, Father God, that there is no situation that is out of your touch, reach, or command. As I heard someone say the other day, if you can have it, God can heal it. And so I thank you, God, that your healing power is being made manifest even right now in the name of Jesus. That you are touching bodies, you are touching lives, Lord God, healing emotions, healing physical bodies, restoring families. I thank you, God, that you're doing a mighty work. I give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we look forward to 2022. If Jesus tarries, I thank you, Father God, that you help us to stay true to your word. Help us to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. So you be the glory and the honor and the praise. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Remember the words in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.